Well, hi, Oko Zaimas. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. Me, may or may not be robotic, Steve Perothi. And I'm Halls Barker. Tiny bit robotic, buddy. But hey. Shit. We're just going, we're going to do it, you know? Like, Steve's had some internet issues. The weather sucks down here this weekend. So we're going to roll with it, you know? Yeah. And can I uh, can I say I'm very excited because we've got a special guest this week and uh, it's our, his second time on the show and can I get a for Mr. Michael Pappas? Oh yeah, hell yeah! Oh, What's yeah. up, boys? Uh, What's up, oh. buddy? I'm so glad you came on again. We have a lot of questions to ask you because uh, you have been doing your Michael Pappas thing with yep. one of our favorite franchises and we want some yep. updates oh my ocd was firing at the hip it was like my ocd was like alec ba- alec baldwin down in mexico on a cold rainy august Ooh. tuesday nice hey now <laughs> that's dangerous i mean i'm in i'm in max pappas form without the alcohol ladies and gentlemen fair enough uh so i love it we don't necessarily i wouldn't say that we necessarily have anything particular planned out besides just hanging out and talking with Mike about whatever the fuck Mike wants to talk about, you know? I just um, want to hang out. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Steve, uh, we got, I want to make sure, I, w- I want to do a Florian voicemail with Mike. I think that would be fun, so we're going to do that. But my big question okay. for you, buddy, as someone who, you know, is not exactly interested, how was the uh, Super Bowl Taylor's version? Um, Honestly, I enjoyed the game. All right. Uh, the Chiefs won in overtime. It was exciting. The first half kind of sucked, but then Usher came out and I thought it had a pretty good halftime show. Nice. Uh, he brought out Ludacris and Little John, and they did, yeah, you know. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And then the second half was a good time, and the Chiefs won, which made me happy because um, I fucking hate the 49ers. Okay. And... I also don't get why everybody is so up in arms about Taylor Swift being on 30 seconds of a three and a half hour broadcast. Buddy, that's something I'm figuring out about you football fans. Doesn't take much to get some of their nipples tweaked, you know? Not you, of course. Yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah, you're 100% right, man. Sensitive bunch, for real, these guys. They're like, we just, we're here to watch men embrace. Never mind the fact that that anybody in the entire world worth their salt would be showing her as much as possible. She's literally the most famous woman in the country. Uh, One of the most famous women in the world. I mean, listen, it's I guarantee you there were people that watched games this year that had never watched a football game before because she was there. a million percent. I know uh-huh. if yep. Danny Carey was dating Travis Kelsey, I'd be watching. <laughs> Fucking four on the floor, Travis. <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny. I could see him cheering in the, uh-huh. uh, in the booth wearing like a Kansas city basketball Jersey, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. It, well, you know, that I didn't even think that that probably actually works out. Oh, Danny Carey's probably pretty stoked today, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, let's do a voicemail, and then I just, I got to get Mike's uh, opinion on Yakuza and some other things. So we're just, we're going to dive right in, you guys. Is that all right? Um, I'm Here sure we go. I know, yeah, man. I know Mike is familiar with this uh, bit of Florian and HK47 
also there's an email I want to get to that's also perfect for Mike being here. So let's let's dive right in. You know, enough talking about yeah. football. Let's, huh? let's talk about the kind of stuff <laughs> that real men do: sit on their ass and pretend to be Japanese boys in video games. Yes. <laughs> Greetings, meatbags. Query: What was the most formidable boss confrontation you've ever engaged in? And how did you ultimately overcome this particular adversary? Mockery, was it truly a test of skill, or did you just luck your way through? Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> this, is, this is a good question. Hardest boss fight. Let's start with Mike. What would you say your hardest boss fight ever was? <sighs> yeah, it, it, from recent memory, it's got to be in a Souls game. Yeah. But, mine, but. Mine will be. But, but. If I really go back and I dig in that insane in the membrane of mine, I'm going to say Sandman in Mega Man 1 before Wily. Okay. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. He's like these little, like he's like little blocks fly from horizontally from left to right and form the the big one-eyed monster you have to shoot in the eye. <laughs> I spent a good six months playing Mega Man 1 in 1989, getting up to Sandman, losing, like, and I finally memorized the pattern. For an eight-year-old to memorize that pattern with the hand-eye, no small feat, my friend. No, man. No listen, small feat. You're talking to a man who's never beaten a Mega Man without some sort of cheating situation, so I respect that. But 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 besides that, in recent memory or modern times, I would say that first, uh, uh, what's his name in in Elden Ring, the first uh, starts with a G, obviously, God Godwin, God <laughs> Godric, Godric, yeah, the first one, the first, Godric. yeah, yeah, on the bridge. So not Margot. Not, are you talking about Margot? Margot, Margot, that's it. Margot. Sorry, it doesn't start when he shows up. When he shows up, he's using his name Margot. Yeah, I, mean, I was like level, very first time. I was like level fifteen, so I was super under leveled. But like, I spent probably a good two or three days trying to figure that out. Oh, I had the benefit of having Steve, Jeff, and Nick already have beaten him and being like, "So this is what you need to do." And I was like, "Thank you, guys. Thank you." This seems like <laughs> it would be very hard if I didn't know all these things. My... That's what I'm learning from from listening to Steve. Is mm -hmm. like you really need friends. Like oh, if yeah. you go on Souls Run, <laughs> yeah, because, man. Like, like... I'm telling you right now, I'm excited for Shadow of the Erd, Steve. But the day it comes out, I ain't <laughs> playing it. I'll play it the next day when I can ask Steve questions. You know, like <laughs> or or Steve but... already beats it, and you could just summon him in with someone's finger oh, or my someone's God, like. Yeah. Dude, there was there was a boss fight in Elden Ring that wasn't even one of the like big hard ones that I just couldn't get past. And I summoned Steve. Like, I was like, hey, man, there's this whatever. That root, it's in that. Was That was the first the first um, optional hero dungeon. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. It, you have to get by the chariot. Yep. Yep. First, and, I, and then, yeah. I went in there and did stuff, and I didn't, I guess I didn't see the route to get to the boss. And Steve and Jeff were like, oh, there's a boss in there. And I was like, oh, I'll go fight it. Fuck me, I guess. Not me. Mm -mm. <laughs> but I had to summon I've... Steve. I've got a quick funny story about Elden Ring and summoning friends. Okay. So I, I pretty much lone wolf most of the game, and I I was started to I started to find friends online that like were were knee deep in it with me. And do you know um, Jeff Archer? He's a listener. He was a listener of Rogue oh, One. Archer yeah. Greenlock. 
Archer Greenlock, he's yeah. been a listener of Blue Harvest for like 10 years. Yep, yep, I know him. He's cool. So, so I, of course, of course, grinded my mage to like level a billion and like two-shotted Melania at that point. He was stuck oh. on, because he, he went like berserk, like, like bonk stick berserk and was like getting his ass kicked for hours. And he yeah. messaged me, he's like, hey man, can you like just help me out? I was like, yeah, sure. We hopped in there and just murdered her ass. Like, it was great. That was the first time I was really summoned. It was awesome. Cool. felt like, let me solo her and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. It ain't nobody ever summoned me for help. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the guy you go to and be like, hey, can you help me with this Elden Ring boss? I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to be no help. All of a sudden, team killing gets turned on in Elden Ring, and it's OB, fella. Um, so, hardest boss fight for me... I mean, Millennia was hard, but Plasutus Axe was way harder than that for me. I don't know why that one gave me such problems. Like, it took me, I think, four evenings. Like, and that's all I was doing was trying to fight that dragon until I'd get so mad that I was like, well, I'm moving on to something else because this is, <laughs> this is not that's doing how. It. That's how Millennia got me. Uh huh. You know, before eventually getting through her, but Plasutus Axe. For whatever reason, he was tough, no doubt. But I guess the blasphemous blade was a little bit OP for him. I don't know, but I mean, I feel like I cheated my way through the game. Much trouble. Like I had not. I had ninety intelligence. I had all the best spells. I had that Kamehameha spell, and I was just fucking. I was just pew pewing my way through Elden Ring, like not a care in the world. Hawes grabbed that good shield and tanked Melania, right? Like that. So she wasn't that bad for him. Yeah, yeah, because because once you're able to deal with that waterfowl dance, she becomes a lot less dangerous, you know. Yeah, Was and that... like I I also waited until like if I wanted to do more stuff in Elden Ring, I had to go to the fucking Hallig Tree too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because just because. Steve had told me everybody had mentioned how tough it was, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on that." Um, yeah. And then, uh, dude, Steve, like our little gaming group, we're not really the type to get angry and aggro at games. And St- I wouldn't say Steve ever got aggro, but the maddest not I've aggro. maddest I've ever, 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 ever heard Steve on Discord was the couple of nights when he was working on trying to beat her. It was I was like. This buddy is having the... He's fighting for his fucking life! Yeah, well, it's, it's that phase too, and, right? Well, it, yeah, that was tough, but what was what was messing me up, and I figured this out later, was I was hitting her with... Or my summon, Black Blade Teach, was hitting her with her little knife special move. Uh-huh. And what that does is it takes, like, a percentage of her health away, but when it wears off it gives her some back. Like, it basically shortens her life bar, but when it wears off, her life bar returns to its normal size, so it looks like uh, she's gaining some health. And I didn't know that was what was happening. I thought she was just gaining health mm-hmm. for no fucking reason. About, like, I'm like, she's not even doing the fucking attack, and she's gaining health. Like, I was really mad about that. I, oh, I was yeah, convinced I remember. I remember. it was getting glitched. Then yeah, it she, finally she clicked with me health. later. Exactly. Yeah, by, by, like, her regular attacks that just drain your health, and she takes it, so that's enough. The only she's not she wouldn't be on my list anyway. But yeah, uh, the oh, only oh. thing I would say that bums me out about that is that we weren't all in Discord when you did beat her. You know, like I mean, we got the text <laughs> message when you did, but boy, 
But also, I've been in those situations in a Souls game where I beat a boss, and it's not like I'm getting up and cheering. I just go, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, you know no, I mean? this one was more like, fuck, finally. Like, I'm done with, with your ass. Uh -huh. Like, I was just ready to move on at that point. There have been other ones that have elicited much more visceral reactions from me that uh because of actually feeling like i overcame like a strong challenge as opposed to like kind of a gimmicky fight but what's up yeah. gotta love that character doesn't i know so uh, for a non-souls boss i would say the very next one i think of is emerald weapon in final fantasy 7 no oh, nice. lord bro like i'm talking i i got all the way through the game be ruby rep weapon no problem and i was like the only thing i want to only thing I have left to do is kill Emerald Weapon, and it took forever to figure it out. Like, I wish I could remember the exact amount of times, but it was a lot, because that was... To me, that's the hardest boss in that game. It's way harder than the last boss of the game. Well, you could cheese the shit out of them, right? Like, the Mimic plus Knights of the Round plus Omni Slash, and then you can Mimic that, and then, again, it's like... And then you can go make dinner and yeah then come back and yeah <laughs> dude what's so far i'm still playing that uh theater rhythm bar line game the the final fantasy rhythm game and you can get summons in that and knights of the round is one of the summons you can get and it is very long and i was like these guys get it they get it <laughs> yeah um what about you steve what so obviously you said millennia wouldn't be on your list wouldn't be yeah because because she didn't elicit joy uh when i won you know, I would say from Dark Souls 1, Ornstein and Smo, the first oh, time shit. I beat them. Okay. And I did it solo. And this is the first time they had, like, a gank fight because I hadn't played Demon Souls, you know, mm -hmm. at this point had been remade and I hadn't bought the Maneaters, but this was way tougher. And it took me several days of just beating my head against the wall, figuring out each one of these fuckers' movesets like using the level to my advantage, like, mm -hmm. it, and I just kept getting closer and closer and closer. And finally I did it. And it was like a head rush that like, I've never gotten in my life since like, I'm still chasing that high, and, you know, <laughs> thousands and thousands of miles away in Japan, old Michael Zaki leaned back in his chair and said, we got another one. Got another one. This dude, this dude fought these guys for four fucking days. Mm -hmm. He stuck <laughs> his head out of his office and he yelled, Can I get a <laughs> You guys will hear that on Sacred Icon in a couple of weeks. Um, so, <laughs> um, that's cool. I, I oh, have not fought that one. You know, I would put, weirdly enough, even though I think if I were to go back to this game, they wouldn't be a problem at all. I would put Tower Knight from Demon Souls on there because mm. I was close to giving up. I was, mm -hmm. I was like, I can't keep fighting this big bastard. These games just aren't for me, man. And then Steve was like, why aren't you going upstairs and killing the archers? And I said, I don't know why, Steve. I don't yep. know why I'm not doing that, but I'm gonna. And next thing I know, <laughs> I'm tearing through bosses willy-nilly. Took yeah. me a while to figure that out, too. Yeah. It... it the only reason I knew was because it was uh, Bloodborne, unbeknownst to me, basically rips that fight off. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but, and I had beaten Bloodborne at that point, so I kind of knew the gimmick. I just recently beat that game, so I know exactly the fight you're talking about, too. Yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, 
before Mike started hanging out in Comrocho, he was fucking off. And what's yeah. the, what's the we'll land talk of about Dark that. Souls? Let me tool. talk about. Let me talk about uh, a non-Souls okay. boss, okay. and that would be um, the guy before Mike Tyson. Oh in Mike God. Tyson's Super Punch Macho out. Man. Super, Super Macho, Macho Man. man. Yeah. Because mm. getting there was its own thing, right? Like, I, I wasn't, like, very good at fighting Mr. Sandman, to be honest, either. That was kind of a crapshoot 50 50 mm-hmm. on if I were to even beat that dude. So, if I did, then I was more than likely going to get the shit kicked out of me by Super Macho Man. But one day I did it, and I got that. I legitimately earned that Tyson code. You know, oh my mm-hmm. God, did you write Felt it down? Amazing. Yeah. Even right. though I knew it, like I got that code off of some dude on the bus, mm-hmm. like early on in that game's life, life cycle, because that's, that's how codes got those pre-internet kids. That's yeah. how we got codes back in the day. Talking to, talking to our friends on the bus. Yeah. Not buried our heads in our phone and shit. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. Kidding. Listen to this. Well, wait, I, I need Hawes's like, like old school retro boss now. Because we both gave up, like, old school. Hmm. Let me see. I mean, like, you're you're reaching for that 929, like, toll, not toll-free Nintendo number. Like, yeah. So. Ganon, Ganon is up there as, like, iconic boss for a young guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's definitely one. I would say the, the last, le- I mean, because the boss fight isn't even that hard, but the last level in Contra being inside like the alien stomach and shit, and then you're fighting all those xenomorph like face hugger ripoffs and the heart and yeah, shit. Man. That was a big yeah. one. Like, cause I remember getting to that level and dying several times before being able to actually get to the final boss. So that would definitely be one. Um, I never beat Mike Tyson as a kid. I've never beat Mike Tyson as an adult. So me neither. Me neither. You know, me neither. That's why I didn't say Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah. I had to say Super yeah, Macho yeah. Man. Because <laughs> the weird thing about uh, um, Punch Out for me was it was kind of a Souls game where I would hit walls. Like, so I would be able to progress to a certain point and hit a wall to where I was like, well, fuck, I can't yeah. get past this guy. And then one day I finally do, and then, you know, get a couple more in, and then it's another wall. Um, such a Such a phenomenal game. I mean, like you can draw a direct line from that game to Sekiro, like easily. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They're yeah. so similar games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, retro boss wise, oh fucking the Grim Reaper in Castlevania. Ooh, nice. That's the, a good one. Well, that's a Cas- good one. Castlevania won any boss in that I beat. I felt like a million bucks. Yeah, yep. but like the Grim Reaper is the one right before Dracula, and like you know already beat frankenstein's ass old frankenstein head ass and i get to the grim reaper plus the grim reaper grim reaper just reminds me of this time that me and uh, a dude named ricky were trying to beat castlevania like in the 2000s and jeff accidentally turned the power to the nintendo <gasps> off while oh, we were yeah. fighting. and he because we me and ricky had spent hours getting to that point and jeff's like <sighs> i'll get us back and he was back to that boss fight in like 30 minutes it's like, well, you son of a bitch. Where have you been this whole time? <laughs> um, so it's classic Jeff. Yeah, that is classic Jeff. Uh, so I mentioned it. I have an email here. Um, I saw it come across the high potion um, desk, and I wanted to make sure to hit it. This is from our buddy Robert Russo. 
Robert Russo. Hey, Halls and Steve, with the new Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out soon, can you explain why there are so many different titles for Final Fantasy VII and how I can or should play them in order? It's a bit confusing for me because I'm pretty new to Final Fantasy. I played some of 15, and I tried the demo of 16, but other than that, my biggest connection to Final Fantasy is Kingdom Hearts. LOL. Thanks in advance. Have a great day, Robert Russo. Uh, buddy, the reason there's so much, so many titles related to Final Fantasy VII is because it just so happens to be the greatest video game of all time. So, you know, um, actually, no, Square realizes how popular it is. So they've, they've made a bunch of titles under that banner. Um, I would say as far as where to start, there's really only two options. It would either be to play the original which you can play on just about anything, or start with Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, there is kind of a fucked up Evangelion-esque order to it, which I would say is the original, then Advent Children, then Dirge of Cerberus, then Crisis Core, then Remake and Rebirth would be... Sheesh the the weird fuck but don't play dirge of cerberus robert i have like, to clip that and se- send it to him yeah. i'm hoping we we may get like a lot a of games dirge of cerberus dlc like uh, yeah re- like remade i think it would be sick if after the third game there is like i i think they should redo dirge of cerberus because they could and they should because it wasn't great um just to complete the collection you know um, well, actually, did I mention Advent Children? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Advent Children is a movie. Don't watch that until you've either played the, the entirety of the first game or, uh, you know, the three remake games once they're all out. But the reason there's so many titles is because it's huge. It, it's the, the title that really broke Final Fantasy out in the US in a big way. Like four yeah. and six started it and Chrono Trigger obviously. All started the the path, but then seven hit huge. And kids that I knew that would make fun of me for playing Final Fantasies on the Super Nintendo were playing Final Fantasy Seven. And I was like, I tried to tell you motherfuckers. Yep. Nobody listened to me. Bastard. Yep. I'll say this too. Um, if he doesn't have like the patience for like that old Final Fantasy VII, which you know is is a great game, I still think it's great. But it, you know, some somebody might think it's dated. You know, if they were oh, yeah. to play it, this I would just say start with Seven uh, Remake, yeah, and just then then go into Rebirth. I mean, that's going to be like close to hours. 200 hours yeah. yeah 150 170 hours worth of gameplay there depending on how how much you like your side quests yeah you know yeah and i mean so. if he's if he's a fan of kingdom hearts then he's halfway there with rebirth and remake because they to me those both kind of play pretty similar to a kingdom hearts game in a lot of ways so didn't nomura work on both oh, of them yeah. oh yeah oh yeah nomura that crazy bastard. Who knows what he's got up his sleeve. Um, speaking of the Rebirth demo, I've played it. Now, I haven't beaten it. Um, I wanted. I just had to, right? I had to. I When they first announced it, I was... I remember telling Steve, I'm not going to... It's too close. Why start playing the... Like, it's so close. 
And then Mike starts sending me text messages talking about how there's extra goodies you get in the full game if you have a save from the demo. And I said, well, fuck me, I guess. And then I go upstairs and look at my PlayStation 5 and I say, oh, where'd it go? Can I get a coming up sacred icon soon um <laughs> so yeah uh i checked it out mike have you had a chance i i haven't i uh i've actually been traveling um uh-huh. i've been uh actually been been in uh japan so i've been you spending a lot not. of time you have not i've been spending a lot of time uh steve, in kamarucho steve japan all right look at this are we doing this is look, it uh, let's say let's do it so, i want to talk about the Dark Souls, real quick first, yeah. because you did that first. <laughs> yeah, bro, he brought the he brought the, he's let's flexing just, on me, Steve. We don't have to spend a ton of time. We don't have to spend a ton of. I saw that, by the way. Yes, he had all them boxes. But, I can't. I couldn't it's, tell it's so, totally because your screen's minimized. It's so me to like call Hazi, Hazi. It's the demo's out. You can your save carries over. You get free shit, and then I don't even play it. Uh-huh. I just go back to Yakuza <laughs> Three. Yeah, bro. I uh, so I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not gonna probably not going to finish the demo because i just you know i want to wait for the full game but it's great <laughs> it's great and i'm very hyped that's all i really wanted to say because we're going to spend I, plenty of time talking about that game this year as it is i just want to right before run? steve goes on the, the the souls thing um i've been looking at tweets about some fidelity issues with the demo and some people are having like weird like graphical issues but it's not everybody so I don't know if it's just a demo thing. I didn't have it with that. And it Steve, I heard Steve ask, how's it run? It ran really smooth, like rock solid. Now, you also got to remember, every time one of these demos comes out for any game, it is an older version of the game or an older build of the game. So, you know, hopefully anybody that was having it. Is it running um, 30, 30 FPS, 60 FPS? Steve, buddy, I'm not Nick. Like, I love you guys, <laughs> and I know you guys love them frames, but I can't. I, and I, I don't know. I think I'm just too dumb to notice. I don't know. I have no idea. It ran solid. You know what I mean? I didn't hitch. And I have, I was smiling and Tifa was there. And Cloud's mom called him a silly goose. And uh, they established that Tifa's a cat lady. So, like, I frames, I don't know, buddy. I really don't. I wish I knew. Okay. So I could give you that information. But it ran, it felt good. So I nice. Did you like that meme I sent you on Twitter about Tifa spilling the, the drink? <laughs> the orange juice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the orange juice, that was good. Um, um, yeah, so so Mike, tell me about your Dark Souls journey really fast. He started okay. two. Uh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Demon Souls Remake 2020? Yep. No, tw- 2021 yep, or 2020. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered 2021. Um, wait. What am I? There was something. Oh, Lies of P, mm, 2020, nice. 2023. Dark Souls 2 after Lies of P. Um, Bloodborne. Yep. After that, right after that, into 2024. So Dude, I haven't played. So, I, ha- I haven't played Sekiro. Dark Souls. Oh, oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring 2022. Okay. So, so yeah. Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, and Armored Core haven't been been played i i played like like two hours of armored core and the first boss was crushing me and i was having (laughs) i was having ptsd from elden ring and i just stopped yeah (laughs) right 
Oh, it's a completely nice. okay. different experience for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite of those games? I think Dark Souls one. Nice. Well, well Elden Ring. I, I. It's so hard to like put Elden Ring even in like. I know it. I know it's like should be in the category, but it's not an, done. Though. I kind of want to see it with the with the DLC and have a chance to really rate it. But right now it's behind like Bloodborne and Sekiro for me. I don't know. I, I'd put it on par with the first Dark Souls at least. I, I, listen, Bloodborne was amazing. I, I think I need to give it another like a new game plus. I think I, apparently I missed some umbilical cords and like some other like organs and that would change yeah, the fate. Some, and and like you some some interesting stuff. Did you play yeah. the DLC? I did. I, I finished the Old Hunters right. with Ar- uh, Archer Greenlock. And his buddies. Nice. I've been rolling Good. with them, Hawsey. They're awesome. All right. Uh, they they help me out. The the thing is, like, they're like level a billion, and they like hop in to help me with a boss. The boss would go down in like a second. I'd be like, well, well, that was kind of pointless for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really have a challenge. You're not. That one. You're not getting the real experience that, but you know, I you're you're seeing it at least, which is which is cool. More but, than I can say. Yeah, that's cool, man. And like I can do a new game plus with now with like a beefed up character and like go through it again, which is cool. This you is, know, this yeah. is me and Bloodborne uh, in uh, fucking Yarnum, right? Hey man, do you know which way I'm supposed to go? Hey, can we can we stop with the trying to put me in a bag and just tell me what direction I'm supposed to go to progress this game, please? Hey, why do you guys hate people in wheelchairs so much, huh? <laughs> That's me. Yeah. The map design is in Bloodborne is pretty incredible. And you can see how like the work they did on Bloodborne, how that evolved into some of the Elden Ring dungeon designs mm-hmm. being like, the you know, before like the mega boss fights, like the main dungeon areas of the of the, the, the storyline or whatever, you know, the main quest. I, I saw a cool. lot of I um, I was really, really slow at work on Saturday. So that's when the old Steam Deck gets brought out. And I was like, I want to play something, but I don't want to play something super story heavy in case I do get involved in a call. So I'm then scrolling through my wish list. I see all the FromSoft stuff on sale. It's on sale. Yep. And here we go. Vladia Divac and Lordran playing Dark Souls 1 while I'm working. Awesome. Awesome. Fucking got past the bridge demon, the Taurus demon. Nice. When I got there, I was like, Steve told me how to beat this motherfucker years ago. I just climbed to the top yep. of this tower and dropped down on his head several times. Yep. Now, right. now, you know what else I did after that? I went to the fucking bridge with the dragon. I talked to the guy that praised the sun, and I shot the dragon in his tail 30 times with the bow to get the, the fucking sword. And now the I don't know sword. where the fuck to go, Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I opened I, up I, my I first have... shortcut. So I, I think he has stuck. options, right? It's it's not so linear at that point. Like there's two there's two or three ways he can, like he can go the main into the way forest. he wants to go. The main way he wants to go is is go under the dragon mm-hmm. through the parish. That's where I the think. black the first blacksmith is. He wants to hit that first blacksmith. Yeah, yep. yeah. Let me ask you. So that blacksmith is he going to be able to upgrade my sword? Yes. Yes. I don't know if I want to use the Drake's blade because of its move set and it makes me fat roll right now. So, mm. um, I mean, you could take a bunch of weapons now to like plus three, plus two, or plus three to experiment. Because okay. like later on, the stones that you're going to use to upgrade those weapons, they're going to be like a dime a dozen. 
okay. like those stones, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Right, Steve? The, the Drake sword also upgrades weird, and uh, it may not be upgradable from what I understand either. And eventually, it, it, it is very powerful, but it eventually becomes eclipsed pretty easily by like mid tier weapons once you start like being able to have like a plus five and on like you're kind of going to outclass your, the drake sword with your build let me ask you kind this. of you, you'll have to focus more to that but it'll get you through the first part of the game no problem what's you know? my what is my expected first roadblock you know like it's all poppy poppy hang nuts or whatever in bloodborne <laughs> poppy and... hang nuts i know i would say the gargoyles the, the gargoyles the yeah. gargoyles are gonna be are gonna be tough. Yeah, I I summon Solaire for that fight. Don't be afraid to do that, but you have to be um, human to do it, or like not hollow. Okay. Do you know how to become not hollow? You use humanity. You have to spend. You have to do it at a bonfire. Okay. Uh, and and offer offer a human uh, one of those things to restore your humanity, and okay. then you can summon summon him, and he'll really help out in that fight. Okay. Because otherwise, it, it's a pain. Yeah. Well, we'll see if I break my Steam Deck in half. If you hear me talking about, guess who got a Steam Deck OLED? You know what happened to that first one. Um, Just watch out. Watch out for the uh, summoner when you're on your way there. You'll know what I'm talking about when you get there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, Steve, because I have a bad sense of direction in those games. So we'll see. Well, we'll Dark see. Souls One is 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 I think the way they have the map set up. After uh, like a few like runs, you'll it just it starts to click. That map just clicks so well. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, it's listen, one of their I, best maps. Yeah. I I had this same feeling in Demon Souls and in Elden Ring, where I was like, I don't know where to go, and it just I just stuck with it. So maybe this is the time I finally stick with the first Dark Souls. Playing it on the Steam Deck as bananas. Playing that, that it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that level of a game on a little handheld device is awesome. Because you know what my the, the minute I have free time at work, a Steam Deck time at work, I'm like, oh, so I'm gonna play Final Fantasy 14, right? Um, yeah. So it didn't happen <laughs> this time though. Not this nice. time. Um, By the way, that runs uh, 60 frames per second on the Steam Deck. Okay. That's awesome. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It smelled. It felt pretty solid. Wouldn't yeah. fucking know the number. You could have told me it was 58. I said, all right, 58, 58 frames. Nick is not going to be happy about those two missing <laughs> frames. Yeah, um, Dark Souls Remastered on the Steam Deck got me from um, uh, Tampa, Florida to San Francisco. Hell yeah. Flight. Yeah. Nice. You had beaten it by it then, too, I bet. No, I saw this. <laughs> that one takes that one takes a while. I can't do that one like Sekiro. Mike, I saw this man speed running Sekiro at my house. Wow, and just annihilating bosses, bosses that I got to in Sekiro, and was like, "Why did I spend the money on this game?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And Steve is yeah. just dookie stomping, whipping his zipper open and hang nutting them on their face and shit. That's, that's supposed to be the hardest one. The one you need the most like flinchy gameplay. Yeah, for. And he's he's a master at it. It's bananas. It's like the who should make a new album called Steve. <laughs> but instead of pinball, he's it's a Steve second play. row wizard. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so Mike, buddy, I got to say. First, before we dive in, the thing I love about Mike Pappas is he's the guy that is finally going to listen to us about Yakuza, try oh, I it, know it's great, and then follow up 
and continue because I've had a bunch of people reach out and be like, man, all you guys' recommendations for Yakuza 0, I'm, I'm going to start it. And then I never hear from them again. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, why do these Japanese men talk so much? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, King Tom beat it. Um, Mike beat it. Uh, Eric Strothers did not. He Every now and then he'll be like, I should go back to Yakuza. It's been a couple of years. I'm like, buddy. Good luck. Just doesn't hit. Oh, yeah. look. And then this Mike. This game is amazing. This is an amazing piece of art. It is. It's my my favorite. My second favorite is Like a Dragon. He's holding up a copy of Yakuza 0. Mm-hmm. He bought the whole series physically. This one that I've played at this point. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm a physical game collector. So, yeah. No, but yes. No. Yes. Um. So, Mike, how, how is your time with Kiryu Kazuma and Goro Majiba and, uh, you know, all the other players been so far? Well, for, for background, I, I've been watching, like, old samurai movies and Japanese anime since I was, like, 10 years old. Right. Right? So, like, 1991. And I've been playing, like, I I got the imported copy of Final Fantasy VII, the white the white uh, f- uh, box art with the Amano like logo yeah, artwork before they did like, the international version. Yeah, and my friend Rob Barasevic, we were in what ninth grade or tenth grade. He managed to print out the translation, like the script. The actual script is like, and it says like, okay, you're here, you're in sector seven, you're in sector five. You talk, and then it says the person's, and we think so. We got through the almost the first disc literally with a script and not understanding Japanese and just figuring the menus out through trial and error. Um, so just to give you background on like the patience and like that I have with like Japanese storytelling, the tropes, like the dr- over dramatic characterization of like the archetypes and the stereotypes of these characters. And like this, the whole soap opera of like that culture that they can put into a story. So off the bat, like I was prepared for, for what I was getting into and I was like, hyped up from you guys for months and then also from when like a dragon dropped early in this generation's lifespan to the the infinite wealth wealth hype up until the release of that game uh i was like what am i missing like i'm i consider myself uh somewhat of a gamer historian you know i'm i'm very passionate about my hobby i fucking love video games more than a lot of things in life and i'm like this is a franchise that I missed. I'm a huge Sega nut, right? I've got right. three Dreamcasts for credit. Three Sega Saturns and Dreamcasts, for God's sakes. And this is, like, one of the IPs that's helping to resurrect, like, one of my favorite game developers and publishers of all time. So I was like – and and I, I trust Hawes because, for whatever reason, we have very similar tastes. He's a little more on the fighting game tip than I am, but we have very similar tastes with, like, our movies and our shows and our characters that we love – um, so I was like, I got to give this a shot. So I said, what do I start with? He said zero. I said, okay, I got zero. And within two days, I put like 20 hours into it. Lost a lot of sleep. Right? <laughs> um, I fell in love with Goro more than Kiryu. And I think it speaks more to like, oh, yeah. I think it speaks more to me. Like, like who do I relate to more? You know, like guy gets his heart broken. Like, 
well, that that's later on. But like, you know, wants to like prove himself back, get back into the Tojo clan, like trying to work his way back up. He can like he can be the salesman in the cabaret in the grand cabaret and like let some thugs spit on him and throw bottles at him and not react. But when he's out those doors, he's a mad dog. He's the mad dog of Camarucho and Sotenbori. Like I just related to him so much. And then Kiryu was like fucking happy. You know, and then Kiryu. Yeah, right, man. That's my dude right there. Now, for straight swagger, like straight fucking spitting swagger of a character, like the stoic fucking hero of Kiryu Kazuma is like beyond anything that I expected to fall in love with. Oh, no, he's awesome too. Like, lovable idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's my thing about Kiryu is like. He's Goku. He's but awesome, like not as, but he's, not as funny. He's also completely clue, clueless, right? Like so. So is Goku, though. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. um, I I really like. So I'm slightly more of a Kiryu guy, but that does not mean I don't like Goro. I certainly do. Um, and his intro in Yakuza Zero, because it's a few hours in before you get to play as him, before it introduces him, is just fucking perfect and i have to imagine considering you know yakuza zero is a, a bit of a phantom menace situation where it was released bef- between yakuza five and six right um so i have to imagine for like longtime series fans the way he shows up in uh yakuza zero is not a whole like a lot like the Goro Majima that's in the other games. So I'm sure that had to be no, like, his, but <laughs> his but. appearance in Ki- in Kiwami one. Oh my God. It, it like where he leaves off in zero, he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to just lean into the wild side of life or whatever. Yeah. And then the next time you see him, he's like, Kill you, Hiding under, dude. I like. It's a bummer you don't get to play as him, but the gore, the Majima moments in Kiwami, where he's hiding under the big, where he hides under the big traffic cone, stripper. Yeah, Gorami, where where yeah, Kiryu goes into the strip club and Goro's there dressed like a lady stripper. The, when he shows up dressed like a zombie, like the man's just living his cosplay best life. I love well, it. Did, did Don't you have to take him on a date? You, yeah. you you have to do that silly little date game where yeah. you have to sit there and make conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I love Good. it. I was getting big Joker vibes in Kiwami. From yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big like, Joker vibes in Kiwami. Like the fun version of the Joker, not the right. edgelord version of the Joker. Right. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's a his 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 intro in that is pretty memorable too. As is like Kiryu's reaction because he's just just beating beating him in the head with this umbrella, you know. Uh-huh. And Kiryu's just like, stop, hey, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Hey, you mind stopping? Just eating all of them, but not really. Yeah, reacting to it. I love their relationship though because it's just it's so bizarre, but like the respect is there. Like, oh yeah, they, and... they respect each other more than any other characters respect each other throughout what I've played so far. And... But their relationship is so dysfunctional at the same time. Without getting into any spoilers, because you you know, there's a lot to a lot of games. There are some moments between them, the two of them, in later games that are like, like really well written and touching, but also fucked up and funny. Like, yeah. like I just, 
Like now when I go to play a Yakuza game, it's like I'm going back to my hometown if I liked going back to my hometown. Yeah. Like the minute I'm on them streets of Camarocho, I'm like, all right, I'm getting a beef bowl. Let's go see what's at the pawn shop, baby. I got some yep. plates to sell. You know, tell me you played too much Yakuza without telling me. Yeah, oh yeah, bro. If if somebody can tell me the actual part of Tokyo that that's based on, because there's not really a Camarocho or uh -huh. a Sotenbori, they're based off of real places with the names changed. You give me them, tell me where to start on the map, and give and have Steve hanging out with me. I'm like. We're going to get a beef bowl, buddy. Then we're going to the pawn shop. Then we're going to the strip club. Then we're going to the phone club. And then no, we're we gotta go, go to play... Don Quixote and get a fucking oh. beef stick. Oh like... yeah, oh yeah, Don Quixote. And then we're going to go play some slot <laughs> go cars. To the arcade. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> go to the crane game. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, so... uh, I gotta, I gotta ask, I gotta ask about the um, hostess oh, mini yeah. game in Yakuza Zero. Oh, Mike, right. did you enjoy that? I loved it. I loved it with Goro too. It was amazing. Yeah, the, was the theme song up for that. On the got... streets, recruiting him. It was <laughs> yeah. great, dude. You get like the the you, like the boss level ladies that you get after you beat the other, mm -hmm. uh, it, like <laughs> clubs in the head to head challenge. Uh, dude, it, 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 I don't know. If so I, I don't know if I meet. got up to the boss lady. I don't know if I did if I did it that far. Yeah. Gotta, so you... man. Shit, bro i spent like i spent like probably 15 hours on that mini game Me just too. by itself <laughs> i probably did the same thing by the way like i know both of you guys are probably a little away from this but there's a combination of the two mini games in that game in seven and like a dragon where it's you're managing a business and you're buying other business but then you have to go to board meetings and like convince the board members that you're doing well and it's it's actually pretty complicated and there's different employees you can switch in and out. Um, I probably spent about 15, 20 hours on that, but it was totally worth it because at the end of it, basically you don't have to worry about money. The rest of the, if you're, if you're ever like, shit, I need a bunch of money for this item I want to buy. You just go run around to that game, get a bunch of ton, a ton of money. It unlocks a bunch of different attacks and shit. You can't do without doing it. Mike, I have a feeling that, when you do get to seven, like a dragon, that you're going to kind of be in heaven because you're going to know that universe. And it is, I'm telling you, buddy, one of the best turn-based RPGs of recent memory. I, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. That's I, why I'm putting this in. I'm really, really hoping that because of that, of because of the two most recent Yakuza games, because of... Uh, Octopath Traveler because of Persona. Like, all these turn-based games are being so well-received. Final Fantasy Seventeen. Yep, you you heard it last week. I'm saying, man, I, my prediction is they might do a turn-based game for Seventeen. I hope. I hope. I want. I have a question for Mike. And, like, he's probably pretty well-equipped to, to handle this because you're playing Yakuza 3 at the moment. Is that yeah, right? I'm in, Where you I'm are in Okinawa, baby. I'm in Okinawa. So now I, this is a game I haven't played. I haven't played Yakuza 2 Kiwami yet. I've, I've been flirting on starting it here for a while. Um, I played Ishin recent, most recently, and I want to break. I usually like a break between my Yakuza games, but what it, without getting spoilery, how did you feel about Kiwami 2? Give me a minute or two on that game. Story, like the the story or the engine, because the engine's whatever. Different. Yeah, the engine's completely different from Zero. 
and Ishin. It is the same engine that they used in six. It's the same engine that's probably, you know, upgraded to be in the man who forgot his name or whatever the spinoff. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's sick, especially after like two games, three games in our case worth having played Ishin and Kiwami and zero, um, of that sort of engine and the combat feeling very similar. It's definitely a bit of a refresher and it feels nice. Like it's, it's solid. So when I first started playing Kiwami two, I, I was a little, um, wasn't acclimated to it because I was so used to the old engine. And so when I was playing it, it, it felt there was more of a delay between my attacks, at least initially, without you know anything being upgraded. Um, but it was, it, it it the depth of it and like the the scale was a lot deeper, right? Mm. So like where, you know, the the Kuami and Zero, I was like, okay, this is like Shenmue upgraded, but it's still got that Sega arcadey thing going on. I like I, that, yeah. Yeah, but in Kuami too, when I start walking around both like Osaka and, and Kamarucho, um, I felt like I was walking through a town in Final Fantasy 15. Okay. I, I don't know if Hawes got that, but I like, do. I know what you mean. The character animations at like the, the NPC, like the way the NPCs handle each other and like the way you can go from the street and you open the, the door to like, like a beef bowl place and you walk in and, and then there's stairs and you're like, there's no way I can go down those stairs. And in zero or Kiwami there, you, most likely you cannot go down those stairs. Holy shit. I just went down those stairs. There's a whole basement. There's a hallway over there. There's a door over there I can yeah. go through. So the scale, the grand scale of the maps are just like way bigger. Yeah. When you get into battle, it's like more on the spot. So like in Zero and Kiwami, wherever you're positioned at and you, you kind of engage with the, the, let's say you're going to battle a bunch of thugs or Yakuza, um, like your position sometimes is in a different place. Their position's in a different place from where they ran into you. This is like if the thugs come around that corner and you're mm. you just cutting that corner, the battle kicks off like exactly where everybody is. What what throwable items or yeah, weapons are near you? It's there's less of a like oh we're changing a, the scene moment right like it's the transition from you know wandering around to being in a fight is like nearly instantaneous and it's not like a there's not like a a changing of the camera angle or whatever. It's like, I, yeah. I know what Mike's talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but, but no, that's, you're that's doing a you're doing a good job. It's just I also have a hard time explaining what you're talking about. Like, you know, in in Zero and Kiwami, when you get in a fight, it is almost like it loads you into a battle screen. You know what I mean? Now you're going to be in the same area generally, but this feels a little more instant. Um, yeah. Now, my big question for you, buddy, is having only played... Now, I've played some of Kiwami, too. You know, I'll get through it eventually. Um, then going to Yakuza 3, which is just... It's not a remake. It's just remastered from the PlayStation 3 version, which uh, Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 all are. How does that feel? I'm very curious. It's it's a little disappointing at first. Is it, It's but... a little more dated feeling, I would imagine. Absolutely. It absolutely is. It's basically just like an HD port with a little quality of life changes from what I've I've seen so far from the original what was it, PS3 yeah. version. Um then you, you, you can see that, you know. But it's fun I, I would I poke fun at it 
and I'm still in a lighthearted way and I'm still having fun with it because like I'm uh, invested in, in the story now and I want to see where the story goes next. And the fighting is more similar to like it's it's a, a, a dated version of the zero Kiwami, like the zero Kiwami okay. engine, but the con- it controls exactly the same. OK, no. with, with like, you know, a little things here you know i'm kind of with you like when the time comes that i'm ready to dive into yakuza 3 4 and 5 i'm what i'm looking forward to is seeing the story hanging out with kiryu mini games and things like that so i'm not really worried about graphics necessarily right um even though man like i gotta be honest infinite wealth which i'm you know just playing a little bit of to keep tied me over until rebirth is an inc- you're gonna be saying that in, until <laughs> until yeah. you're still beating you beat. Oh yeah, no. Well, see, this <laughs> is the thing. Like with Infinite Wealth, I know I'm. This is not a game I'm done with next month or the month after. Right. My goal is, and, my, and I'm not joking here. My goal is to be done with Infinite Wealth before 2025. And so what that means is I'm just gonna play it here and there and and make my progress oh. and yep. take all the time oh, I want. You know what I mean? Playing all. I've been riding around on that trolley taking so many pictures of perverts, you guys. It's awesome. <laughs> I was sending all his uh, pictures of, like, the screenshots of the game when I was in cabarets of, like, the pervert guy in his underwear. Like, yeah. This whole, what is his name? The Mr. Guy. Horny guy? Yeah. That you yeah. get the cards for? Oh, I kept giving him all the uh, the telephone cards. Yep. Dude, there is a... Uh, dating like a dating app mini game and in infinite wealth and it is off-putting because when you're successful and you show up for the date it's first person and the ladies are real people it's not graphic like they filmed real ladies oh and, my gosh <laughs> and i'm sitting here like if my neighbor looks through my door he's gonna think i'm he's about to see blurred out genitalia because it looks like i'm watching some fucking <laughs> Japanese porn on the hub, but it doesn't ever get that far, but it looks like it's moment away from seeing a pixelated dick. Yeah. So I, I, I know you shared my a story. Lot those, what, a lot of those that? ladies work in they a lot of oh, those yeah. ladies work in the industry from yeah. what I understand. You could yeah. probably find some more of their work. Oh yeah, if deep. I wanted to, I could do a dive deeper dive for sure, you know? This shit ain't scratch, nothing to a, me, man. A little scratch. Mm-hmm. Just get a little bit. <laughs> I was messing with the uh, the the phone booth clubs in Zero. Yeah, I think it was Zero. And I was like, all right, let me just because I was curious. I wanted to see how the uh, the mini game system played out or whatever. So I was like, all right, let me. So I figured out how it worked, and I I, I got Kiryu to like get this girl on a hook, and she had like a sexy voice. And then I got to like the end of it, and they like did like ultra climax, whatever. And she's like, all right, I'll meet you at the hotel. I was like, yo, my boy's gonna get some action. So I go to the hotel. And, like, this behemoth of a lady shows up, and she, like, drags Kiryu into the hotel. Yeah. And then it, like, then the screen changes. Then it comes back, and, like, he comes out, and he's like, ah! Bro, I got... Steve saw me playing that dating game, mini game. I got all the way to the end, and it was a chicken. Like, I, so I show up to the <laughs> place I'm meeting the person I'm dating, and it's a chicken. And me and Steve were like, these motherfuckers no love chickens, bro. <laughs> There's a main chicken character in Like a Dragon, even. They're going to find a way to put a chicken in there. Yep. Yeah. It's like Michael Zaki and feet. Steve, I'm sorry. Like, Kiwami, 
one was the first or the more recent one that I played, and I think I put a chicken in charge of some business. Yep. Yeah. It was like a boss. Yep. So. What, you won that chicken in a bowling mini game too. That's right. I sure did. <laughs> they it was supposed to be a turkey, and they were like, "Well, chicken's just kind of like a small turkey." Um, and you're yeah. like, oh, let me put this motherfucker in charge of a business. Business. Um, yeah, man. The mini games so far in Infinite Wealth are so on point and not a rerun either. You know what I mean? Like, I've yet, now I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there's a batting cage and a golf place and all that stuff. But the taking pictures of perverts is like Pokemon Snap, but in Yakuza. So it's awesome. Not the Pokemon nice. Snap isn't. Um, and the dating uh, app game is kind of similar to the phone clubs from Zero, but not okay. also not exactly either. But it, it definitely calls back to that a little bit. Um, I'm dying to see. I figure there has to be some sort of like maybe surfing mini game that I haven't opened up yet. Um, so, Mike... You, right now, you are in Uncharted, probably hardest to get through territory from what I understand, which is Yakuza 3, 4, and 5. Now, yeah. we always talk about we put damn near 100 plus hours in these Yakuza games, but apparently 5 is insane the amount of content it has in it. Shit. Um, and also has multiple playable, like you play as multiple people throughout oh, the game. Um, that's like that, what's that third uh, Game of Thrones book? Everyone's just like, who are all these characters? Where are the characters? <laughs> what storm, is happening? Storm of Swords. Yeah. yeah. There's a Storm of Swords. Mm. Uh, yeah. That I mean, storm listen. never showed up, George R. R. Martin. I was expecting Twister meets Swords. There wasn't a single <laughs> Storm of Swords, huh? I ain't seen a damn dragon dancing either. <laughs> um. Yeah, the... The... I just hit a major brain fart. Oh, and six is solid. And then seven, I think, is the second best one that I've played so far. So um, does the man who erased his name fall between six and seven or seven and eight? Seven and eight. I'm okay. also playing that. And judgment and lost judgment somewhat attached to six? Yeah, it's, it's like they're, post, they're both post six. I've played a few hours of the first Judgment game, and it's really fun. It's it's actually got, to me, it feels like maybe the most complete of the combat systems. Um, and adding it on that he's like a detective and you're solving mysteries and shit was kind of cool. Like a nice change of pace. Um, you nice. can there's, uh, there's also a collectible in that game that's anime lady statues that you collect to put up in your office. Oh, and nice. So I was like, well, fuck it. Do, do I have a Japanese? Do I have a Japanese <laughs> brother that works for Ryu Gakugoku Studio or whatever? Cause fuck me. Um, <laughs> so we're kind of coming up towards the end of the episode, but there's one last thing I wanted to ask you about, Mike, because it's something I'm interested in. Now I don't think I would ever dive in as hardcore as you do, buddy. But Mike is a fan of having his older consoles modded right yeah it's something i'm familiar with and like the more and more i think about it eventually i would like to get an hdmi modded playstation 2 for stream because there's a lot of ps2 games that i would love to play on stream and when i say a lot of ps2 oh my games, God. i mean 
deep cut JRPG doo-doo feces. Like the worst of the worst, but I want to play them, right? Yeah. Um, like how, how about FromSoft's first RPG on PlayStation 2? When, but they had a launch title. Which one was the... Yeah, I just picked it up. Stand by. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, he's mobile, baby. This is what we were waiting for. <laughs> You'll have to get NBA Street 2 okay. if you get a, a PlayStation 2. That's one of my favorite games of all well, time. Well, then the next time you come over, we're streaming NBA Street 2. Oh, man. Yeah. Hold on. Someone's bothering me. Okay. Okay, here it is. Evergrace. Long have launch you, title from soft have you played it yet? nice i haven't but i watched a bunch of youtube videos uh-huh. that made it look so bad but so good okay and i just want to get like the dark moon greatsword in this game just to say that i got it okay 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 because <laughs> it's in the game <laughs> you know uh i need to try oh what's the fucking jrpg they did on the 360 i can finally play that maybe because i have a different xbox what is that chaos something it's a turn-based RPG. I can't, I can't I gotta, I'm going to have to go dig through some boxes before I go upstairs because now I'm going to be obsessed. Um, Pre-Miyazaki pre yeah. uh, stuff isn't, you know, quite as good. Yeah, I they know, have some, Steve. They have I some hidden Michael, gems in there, though. Michael wasn't there. Michael, I'm sorry, buddy. By the way, I, the From subreddit has been getting suggested to me a lot lately, and I've been reading it a lot, and they all call him Michael Zaki. And Michael Zaki. Oh yeah, it makes Mike, me Michael Zaki makes me laugh every time. So I can't help it. You know, it's like I'll never call that. Oh, I game, love Michael Zaki. I'll never call that DLC anything but Shadow of the Erd Steve. <laughs> like the I, IGN could hire me to be a host, and I'd be like, Oh, they're gonna show off Shadow of the Erd Steve. Look at this man. He's flexing on us now, Steve. Kings oh, field. now that's see that's 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 the shit though. I was gonna say like of all the Priyazaki stuff, like the Kingsfield was my shit even before I even knew of that it was a I, the, before I even cared about people who were game producers. I just put games in my system and hit play. Yeah. I didn't think about it past that. You know, I yeah. love Kingsfield. My yeah. so shit. all right. So if I wanted to just because I've you know I've I've got a retro tank that I've hooked up a PlayStation to my nice tv with and that it worked really well like but okay if i wanted to get a more permanent solution a, a ps2 with hdmi mod how much does something like that set me back yeah so um what is it retro gem tell you right now uh-oh Let uh, you pixel hear... pixel pixelfx.co they have a product called the retro gem gem and for ps2 fat or, or slim uh the basic no cable it's a hundred dollars now that'll get you the chipset that needs to be sold so, soldered soldered i soldered soldered i yeah buddy so no what yeah. i mean is if i want to just buy the playstation with the mod in it because i ain't soldering shit bro i ain't soldering <laughs> shit i do not trust myself well what, what you would do is you would you would buy the mod for a hundred dollars and send i probably you could send it to me because he lives here and sent like send the mod to the chip set to my house for it's a hundred bucks and then send me your ps2 i'll give it to ben fong down in south brooklyn who is um retrofix is he retrofix on instagram and he'll whatever the labor is probably like another hundred 200 bucks and he'll put it in for you okay and then i'll i'll ship it back to you okay all right yeah. well then that's cool 
because I think it would yeah. be real fun to do. So I know you have a modded Dreamcast, like to the nines modded. HDMI I just got mod, I, yeah. yeah. But show that off because this is All another right. one I would consider doing, Steve. But we got to hang out can, more. Can you for, can you make him bigger on the screen? Uh, you know what I can do? Hold on. I can. The screen share thing is taking up so much. There we go. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so much better. custom yes. Dreamcast here, a custom shell with the um, SD card. Oh, my the God. The SD card replaces the um, the GDMU. That, the, I'm sorry, the ODE, the, the optical disc laser. Uh-huh. Whatever, the disc drive. This is a Bluetooth receiver that works with um, uh, an original Dreamcast uh, controller that's been modded with a Bluetooth-like mod. And then here you'll see the... Oh, crap. Okay. Here you'll see the mini HDMI mod. That's mm. there. Isn't that right sick, there. Steve? So it's a mini it HDMI. It really mod. is, man. Like and then... This, yeah. I think you're doing important work here, man. Yeah, and the blue is... Preservation. The blue is the um, the original logo in the in in the Euro, in Europe, I believe. Oh, yeah, okay. Blue. Yeah. That's so if you have any they say. You know, like it's been one of those things where I there are a lot of older games that you can't play. Like, it, like if I could go and buy all those PlayStation Two doo doo tier JRPGs on the PlayStation store and play them. I absolutely would, but they're just, it, there's not an option. Like I really want to replay a uh, Xeno saga. Those three games. I still have my three copies from when I was so, a kid. What I recommend Haas, mm -hmm. because of how expensive these games are getting is, um, we can just get a, like a two terabyte old school hard drive and throw that in a PS2 fat for you with that HDMI mod. And, I can give you one of these memory cards I have, a PS2 memory card. You just put the memory card in. The memory card has a little hack on it called McBoot, and that'll allow you to boot any of the games that are on the 2-terabyte hard drive in the fat PS2 right right off the hard drive. And you can play them, and if you have the HDMI mod, you can then stream it to Twitch. That's sick. Dude, he knows his shit. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this. I'm getting I'll, a I'll bonus walk you, this I'll month. Walk you through it. All right. I'll walk you through because I, oh, I like this idea. All right, all right, okay. So, okay, just real quick, one last question. So, you, you've got, uh, was it yesterday you were getting a mod done to your PlayStation Two, right? Yeah. So it's it's not on the PS Two shelf right now because it's still being worked on. We didn't get it done, but the chip essentially allows you to play all burn games from every region: Japan, Europe, and the United States. PS1 and PS2, um, and also original copies of PS1 and PS2. And yeah, I have a hard drive with all the RPGs on it, but why did I want this? Because I'm still collecting games that I'm like passionate about. I'm still yeah. collecting the Dragon Ball Z games in Japan that didn't come out here, and I'm still collecting RPGs, right? And there's something about a disc spinning to me. Oh, buddy. like, like listening you to don't that have to talk to anybody yeah. like yeah. I, I do not buy the the level of new release physical releases that I used to anymore because I'm lazy. If there if there's one thing that beats out my desire to collect something, it's laziness. Um, yeah, but 
I am, I love having the disc and the artwork and shit. And like, I don't have a Michael size collection, but I've got one. I'm building the shelves to display it now. But I've also got a lot of weird video game ephemera and artwork too. Yeah. So, so this is something that I was thinking about today when Hawes was sending me more of his amazing framed artwork from both like his Mm -hmm. love of music uh, tool and, (laughs) and also like video games and stuff. So like, what, why? Why? Not only game preservation, but like, look at the box art. Like, we used to get full color manuals. Yeah, we used to oh, get like, those, you know, yeah. like Final Fantasy six for Super Nintendo. Like that, that manual got me through like the first five hours of the game when I was twelve years old. Like to have that manual. But then I'm like, a lot of it is an artistic choice to collect it because it's a piece of art. So, it, but Hawes is really smart. Because what he's been been doing is not only decorating his house to just have this total freaking vibe, right? But but he's collecting the art in more of a bespoke custom way that suits to his tastes that represents all of these things that he cares about. Right. So I, I'm collecting these actual old pieces of software that's going to sit on a shelf. And yeah, the box art is nice. This is the way it was like originally packaged in retail. Hawes is like celebrating in the same kind of sense but with dope ass framed artwork on his walls so then i said to myself am i doing it wrong no maybe i should be spending my money well buddy this is the thing art you haven't seen it yet because i just haven't finished building the shelves but i'm I'm gonna have like i have a game collection that's gonna be on display including what i'm working on as a full collection of star wars video games i want you know which is there's a lot right Um, but yeah, I don't have near the physical collection you do, but I have one and there is, you know, things I'll continue to get for that collection. My, my other goal is a full run of Japanese final fantasy games. That's a good one. Complete in box. Um, there's, there's a, there's a box set from one to 12. I think you know that, right? In Japan, there's a box set from one to 12. It even has the 11 discs in it. Like, Can you send me a link to that on eBay? <laughs> Not right now, but at some point. Because I'm yep. about to make a bad decision. <laughs> um, okay, so you have the the modded Dreamcast. You're working on modded P- PlayStation 2. Just real quickly before we end the show, what systems can you hook up directly using HDMI without an adapter? Like you plug a HDMI into the back of the console, plug the other into your TV. What can you do that yeah. with now? Uh, honestly, everything is... Uh, I'd say almost everything besides the Dreamcast is run through um, upscalers. Okay. So, so are you so, yeah, using so, like a RetroTink or are you using like a FrameMeister? So I, I I have a FrameMeister that runs the PS2 because it takes component really well. Uh-huh. Um, and I have a OSSC, which is a open source scaler device. Um, it's like a lower priced and not as many features as like a retro tank. Okay. I have one of those um, that runs my Wii and my 32X Genesis Sega CD Tower of Insanity. Um, and then I use a bunch of pound cables, but the pound cables run, pound is like, pound makes these HDMI conversion adapter cables for yeah. like every retro console. And so I've got a bunch of those running also into the FrameMeister or OSSE that are daisy chained to shit, but they are it is getting upscaled to either 480i or 720p through that, which is kind of cool. Now, I did invest in a pre-order 
for something called the Morph 4K. The Morph 4K is similar to the RetroTINK 4K, but it's a lot cheaper because it's only HDMI in, HDMI out. So what theoretically how this would work is the cable that goes to my TV, to all these HDMI splitters, there's one cable to the TV that goes to a splitter that everything else connects to based on buttons. If I daisy chain this Morph 4K, that's at a 4K upscaler, HDMI in, HDMI out, theoretically it's supposed to upscale all of my consoles to 4K except PS3 and PS TV, which is a PS Vita for your TV. Yeah. The reason that is, is because PS3 and PS TV Vita has something called HDCP, which does not allow you to pass to, to record video. And the same technology does not allow you to upscale because it thinks you're recording the video. Oh, it was a piracy thing. A piracy. It was a piracy thing. There's a way to strip that. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we'll, you know what? We'll cover that next time we find what Mike wants to talk about. <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question. But, but it did, kind of. <laughs> I, just, I just have a bunch of things to look up after this. So, okay, seriously, though, for your old pal Halls, I'm not looking to do this with every console in existence. You know, honestly, if I wanted to get something to play, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. If I wanted to play Super Nintendo or Genesis on stream or even at my house, probably going to emulate it. But if I wanted to, I could always spend the money on one of those analog systems because they're so yeah, nice, right? I have those. Yeah, let me see. Let me know if you ever see a deal on the analog Super NT for the SNES, please, because they're yep. expensive. Um, is it? Do you think it's more worth it to do the HDMI mod for a very like a small number of very specific consoles that I'm kind of obsessed with, like the PlayStation Two, um, or like this crazy? somebody set up a bomb in your house and you have to cut the red and white wire set up with all your yeah. buttons, your mothership uh, set up you have here. I think the PS2 one is definitely worth it only because of the weird resolution uh, scale that that thing outputs. It outputs like, like a weird, like 400 I and then a 720 and, and some, a lot of TVs don't even recognize it when you have it hooked up like via component and you have to like go into the PlayStation two settings and, and change, change. To component. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so if you have the HDMI mod on the PS2, which I, which I'm considering getting myself, um, it solves all those issues. I also heard it looks, those colors are crisp as fuck. Like it's, it's beautiful. Cool. Um, and the chipset that gives you the HDMI, there's, there's a, there's a config menu on that that can help you get rid of the jail bars and kind of a lot of those interlaced lines you'll get with PS2. Mm -hmm. So now you're playing on original hardware and you're you're reconfiguring it for more of a modern display because the way that those images were made were for the tube CRT tube HD televisions which mm -hmm. are way too heavy in my opinion. Listen, there's there's the hardcore that are way hard more hardcore than me and they're buying CRTs because it's the purest way and it's I don't want a 250 pound of iron and lead in my fucking house. Nah, man. And then when it breaks, what do I? Who, how am I getting that back upstairs? Nah, man. I'm no not way. Doing a tube TV. It's, you got to break it. Yeah. In half. Yeah, you just throw it out. You know? the, I would just roll it down the hill behind my house. <laughs> Fuck it. So PS2 is a good one. And then the reason Dreamcast is good is because Dreamcast games output in either VGA, like literally, like the way the signal is, the VGA signal, or um, just like. What, whatever just regular like comp 
composite or S-video or what have you. So sometimes when you set that up to new TVs, the TV is not understanding the the, the way it um, is, displaying. Uh, is displayed. So th- that's a really good mod to do okay. as well. So those yeah. two are really good. I mean, honestly, Saturn, I don't think Saturn has one yet. But. I, I, well, I would love, I would absolutely love to get an HDMI uh, mod in a Saturn. But Mike, I don't have $800 a game to spend <laughs> on the games I want to play on a Saturn. So I'm not going to get one. Well, I, can I show you one more thing? Of, of fucking course you can, buddy. Sorry. One last thing. Uh, so my Saturn also has... Um, like an SD card mod. Actually, this one is a is a SSD in it. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but so there's like an SSD. Oh my lord! There's a crucial SSD in there. With How like much the did full, that set you back, Mike? It's the full global library. So this is something called the Mode from is it Terra Onion is the company I think. Uh, the Mode is a chip is like a it's plug and play actually. It plugs into where like your disk drive would normally be after you take the disk drive out. Uh-huh. I think. I think it's out of stock now on Stone Age Gamer, but I think it goes for like two fifty. Okay. But but then you need a Saturn, but you could probably get a Saturn, a Japanese Saturn from Japan, for like, if you don't want to get fancy like this, probably for like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. All right. So, but probably you know if if you patient. Well, guess who might be playing some of those fucking uh, what is it? Working Designs RPGs that are eight hundred dollars a piece or. The Panzer Dragoon RPG, which I'm fucking dying to play. Yeah. Mike is yeah. about to make me make a bad decision, Steve. Oz, you know the emulation for Saturn's <laughs> gotten a lot better, too. That's what I hear, but... So, yeah. I know. The original hard... There's something about original hardware. There is. I mean, there is. We, you know. There absolutely is. Well, Mike, buddy, I appreciate you spending some of your Monday with us and recording. It was delightful, as always. Um, I'm sure we'll be having you back soon. Um, you should play that rebirth demo. You should at least play it and make a save so you get your goodies. Well, what happens with me is uh, if I start the rebirth demo, like I may not ever get back to Yakuza anytime soon. But fair enough. I, but yes, yes. I, I, this is the week, right? Or no, no, it's next week. The game drops. No, we're still two weeks out. Come two weeks, weeks out. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll I'll start it this week. So two weeks sure. from today, I am going to be unbearable. Because it's going to be out like two days later from that, and I just I'm warning everybody in my life now, buckle up. Because I'm oh going that to be that's Thursday, the Thursday before you're unbearable. I'm going to see Advent Children in the theater with a buddy. Nice. Um, and there's like a 30 minute um like preview for for Rebirth in the like oh, yeah. I'm sure it's what they've been showing on the press tour or whatever. But still, the fact that they brought Advent Children back in the theater is sick. Um. So- so, what you guys need to do is go to myweirdfoot.com for all your high potion needs. Leave us a review for Christ's sakes. Do you hear the entertainment Mike provided? He stepped in here. He started fucking pulling shit off, talking numbers, HDCP and shit. I don't know, yep. man. Educating us. lessons up in here. Yeah, yeah this man exactly. Is, this man is preserving the history of the most important thing in the world, video games. All right? I don't want to hear about this natural yep. history museum. Huh? I don't see any He's UFOs. Doing God's or work. Yeah, man. That's what I think. So, uh, Mike, buddy, I really do think I'm not joking. I think you should start like a Instagram, like for your. Collection. Yeah, I, I think I should. Um, uh, you know, we would pimp it hardcore for you, but you, I think you yeah. have so much cool shit that people would be interested in seeing. 
yeah. and you've clearly got a wealth of knowledge about it. So you should, I think you should do something like that. Like a I don't want to do it to show off. I would do it to like well, educate, informa sure. information and educate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not thinking, yeah. I don't, I wasn't thinking you'd be showing off just as much as like, look at this cool thing. Here's this interesting fact. This man has uh, chrono trigger merch that I didn't even know existed. So, you know, I think you got a lot of cool shit that people would be interested in. Wait, are you, am I, can I still hold you guys to eventually playing Final Fantasy XI with me for like a weekend? Oh, so, buddy, we're, well, the only actually. thing, the only barrier to that is the fact that Steve doesn't have a PC. Now, oh, okay. I would. Of course I would. But, like, I want yeah. Steve to do it, too. We're, we've had some discussions about getting Steve's gaming PC situation figured out. And once we get there, yeah, we'll do that with you. Okay, but that's cool. a total. That's a great episode. Steve had a banger idea for an episode that we might have coming up soon. That's gonna. I don't want to say anything else, but Randy's involved. Um, nice. <laughs> wait, wait, am I involved? Uh, no. not on this one. Okay, I don't but think so. it, <laughs> okay. All right. So, Steve, buddy, did you, did you have anything you wanted to add? Anything else? I'm sorry, I got sucked into. No, not really. Trying no. to find shit to spend money on online you know how i do with that might be about i'm, I'm a very bad influence kiwami too i'm a bad influence kiwami too or steve do you know what you could do um so uh eh, not yet eh, yeah when the time is right the not time yet. is right and you'll know i did you know what i mean Look at me. It was like the third time I started that game, and all of a sudden I was done with it. Not even all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, you did it. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.